Welcome to the Vezza Talks podcast, and I'm your co-host, Stefan Katanik, and also the CEO of Vezza Digital. We launched the Vezza Talks podcast a couple months ago with the initiative to influence and educate the youth that are working in B2B SaaS, different marketing people who want to learn from other marketers in the space. And without any question, I have the one, the only, my brother, my friend, my friend in Christ, the one and only, Dylan, the real Madden. What's up, Dylan? <laughs> Uh, how's it going, bro? I, I like that introduction. Uh, so yeah, I mean, a lot has a lot has uh, evolved since our last podcast together for like ages ago. Uh, but for anybody that doesn't really know who I am, essentially, I teach other people how to get into freelancing. Because like you, whenever I got started, I when I say you, I'm not talking about specifically you, just the audience. I didn't yeah. really know what to do. I didn't. I wanted to make money online. I wanted to be able to travel, and I tried a whole bunch of different things. And so. Part of my business is obviously helping people with email, email copywriting, social media marketing. And then we also launched the other agency, which I told you about, but I'm not publicly talking about yet. And then helping people within the real world uh, to basically get into the whole freelancing space and be able to offer their services to clients, figure out what their skill is, and really just leverage social media instead of being enslaved by it. Uh, but that's a very summarized introduction for me. <laughs> Excellent. Dylan, you and I were a couple of weeks ago, we were chilling in Dubai, smoking a cigar, mm -hmm. looking at the Dubai Marina, how just 15 years ago, it was just sand and water. Nothing was there. Yeah. You know? And the fact that, you know, we deliberately worked on ourselves, you know, on our own mm -hmm. individual pace. And we met up a couple of years later in one of the greatest cities in the world, you know, and we were sitting there smoking a cigar. And we're just like, look at this, huh? In 15 <laughs> years, what they've created, what one vision some guy yeah. had in his head. And, you know, with a vision and trusting that process, look what they created, mm -hmm. right? And, and we sat right. there, we looked at each other and we're just like, that's so true. Look at us. We're, we're chilling here with the greatest view in the world, smoking a cigar, you know, yeah. two guys, same age who, who are still in the, in the process of like, we haven't made it yet, you know, but right. we're in the process of ascending that ladder, right? And, and we're trusting each other's process. You keep me accountable. I keep you accountable. Yeah. And we made it, man. And with freelancing, man, I'm so inspired with what, with what you're doing and how you're helping people escape that day-to-day -day rat race of commuting to work, mm -hmm. working a job they don't like, trying to be politically correct in some in some workspaces. Yeah. And, you know, you're empowering people, mostly in the West, to actually go and work for themselves, man. I think that's super mm -hmm. powerful. And, and so I want to talk about that, man. Like, I know your story. And we talked about your story on my actual The Sleekest podcast, the individual podcast I run. But... Man, let's talk about like, you know, what is your story? How did you get started in freelancing? What is your vision for other people our age and younger than us? So I mean, essentially how I got started was about nine years ago, I found out that you can make money online. And this was back, it almost feels like the, the old days, like yeah. nine years ago is like forever ago. And back in those days, people were essentially writing blogs, running niche blogs, personal blogs, all that type of stuff, selling PDFs, affiliate stuff. And essentially that's how I got started. And then during that time, I found out that I could get paid to write blog posts. So I started writing blog posts and adverts for uh, companies such as Gorilla Mind, uh, another blog that's no longer around, Bold Determined, and just basically helping people uh, with that type of service. And then I started dabbling in a bunch of different things. I tried drop shipping, was not for me. I found out, oh, you actually have to have money to make money with drop shipping, at least the way I was doing it. So I was like, well, I'm poor, so I can't do that. Uh, so then I started dabbling in deeper and deeper to the freelancing space. At the time, I didn't really know what freelancing was. All I knew was people will pay me to provide a service to them, which at the time for me, it was writing. And so I started dabbling and doing web design, sales page creation, a bunch of different things. And eventually leading to about 2019, I'd reached a point where I was still offering cleaning services. So basically I would be that weird guy at like three in the morning as you're like, as Stefan would be leaving after having a great night, I would be out there picking up trash, changing trash cans, cleaning up behind people and all of that. I was like, okay, in my mind, at least, because I could have went to and had like a traditional nine to five, but I was like, if I can make myself as miserable as possible, I have no other option, but to figure this whole online thing out. And to make all the story short, I ended up going on a very quick vacation to Jamaica, I met up with a friend of mine who showed me the whole email marketing thing. And that led me to a couple other conversations. And essentially, I just picked that skill, which is why one of the biggest things I teach people is to just focus on one direction. Like, yeah, dabble at some point, just to figure out and identify, okay, what kind of skill set can I have? But then you need to 
find the application. So for me, it was writing, and then I had to find the right application, uh, which led me to email copywriting. And it was it was once I focused on that one key skill and the application of that skill, that was when things really started just taking off for me. And that was back in 2019. And here we are, we're crushing it. Yeah. D, I got to tell you, man. So at our agency, Avesa Digital, we have a lot of young guns that are applying mm -hmm. for roles, right? right? And they're between the ages of like 18 and 22. And I say that's the perfect age to come working with us because yeah. I always tell them, I'm like, listen, are you in university? Are you in college? Yes, no, maybe so. Great. You mm -hmm. can either focus on university and work with us and then, you know, use us as a stepping stone. Or if you're really serious about this, and I tell them this straight up, they look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. Or you can drop school, you can stick with me and the rest of our team, and I'm going to turn you into a machine. I'm going to If you dedicate to me and give me 100%, I'm going to give yeah. you 110%. And some of my best team members, they're like 23 years old, they're making bank, and how yeah. they did it is they had complete trust in the process. They took they took they left that whole traditional way of going to school and learning skills, right? Mm -hmm. And normally within their first 90 to 120 days with our agency, it's all about trying whatever you can see where you right. fit. You know, if you like producing podcasts, content, great, do it. If you mm -hmm. like doing work on Webflow, great, do it. Design, SEO, yep. paid media, paid search, try everything, see what sticks, see what you like, see what you don't like. End of the day, if you do all those things at a very rapid pace and you're getting those reference points, you'll know exactly what your sweet spot is. And let me tell you, man, 100%. the best people that I work with combine a little bit of everything. You know, yeah. take knowledge from here, here, here to get a certain result, man. And I think you're you're doing a very similar thing and you're preaching something similar as well with freelancing. It's like, you know, as a freelancer, try email marketing, try the content route, try the social media route, try yeah. whatever, whatever sticks, you know. And so um, just out of curiosity, man, like what what's the average age of people coming to, you know, coming to you for help? Yeah. So, I mean, for the longest time, it was like usually people in their 20s. But as of I've noticed a pattern over the past like two months where I'm having an increasing amount of people like 14 to 18, uh, which is okay. quite interesting. Yeah. So and of course, oh, my God, Dylan, how do I set a bank? How do I do this? How do, so I, I like give them advice. But like I've got a 14 year old that's making note this kid's 16. Uh, he started out, he was doing like $10 or some nonsense, and he's at around 10 grand a month. I actually just posted it on my story earlier today. I've got a 14-year-old that started this little side hustle. He's making about 1500 a month. And these are like kids. Like if I was making that kind of money at that age, like, oh my God, yeah. they're light years ahead of yeah. where I was. Uh, so I would say as of now, the, the new trend is like 14 to about early 30s, but it's overwhelmingly like 14 to like mid-20s. Uh, which is, yeah. as you as you just said, a, a very good age to really get serious and get started, and kind of to build upon one of your points. Like anybody that works for me, I, I've got one person that's over the age of uh, thirty, but everybody else I do not hire if you're over the age of twenty five, because by that point, like you're probably like, oh man, I really need to get my life in order. It's me, 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 mm -hmm. me. Uh, you probably have too many different things distracting you. So I like to find people at that perfect age group, like 18, yeah. like 25, uh, yeah. because they, they have the world ahead of them. And they also have the energy, that tenacity that you need to try a bunch of different things. And also a great point you made is some of your best people, they do a bunch of different things. Like they, they understand it, they absorb it, and then they focus that on one key skill. And I, I've noticed that pattern with other people. I noticed that with myself. Like you can ask me to do a, uh, edit a video. You can ask me to... to very badly, not as good as you, but design a website. I can design a website. So, because I've tried everything, but I also am very aware of my key skill. And I've noticed that same pattern with some of the most successful people that work with me and also just students of mine. They try and they dabble and they don't take it personally. They don't feel like a loser because you have to figure it out as part of the learning phase. You, but you don't take it personally. You're not like, oh man, I'm a loser. No, you're like, okay, I need to try all these different things. And then I'm going to find that one thing and just go in. And to build upon, I guess, your original question, the ages of like 14 to like mid to late 20s, perfect. Like, so if you're watching this and you're in your late 20s, come on, bro, you need to get serious. <laughs> I like what you said, the tenacity to keep going and keep trying different things because it's so, it's so true, man. You know, when you're young, you have more patience, you have more to risk, mm -hmm. you have a lot less to lose, man. And, and you can go and yeah. try many different things. And even if you feel like, you know, you're doing a burnout with brand new tires on your on your Lambo or your Ferrari, 
that's fine, man. You can change these tires. It's not going to cost you much when it uh, compared to like when you're 30 years old. You know what right. I mean? And and I'm a big believer in just like hiring people that are younger than me because one, they look at you as the authority figure because you know mm-hmm. you created a business for yourself. They right. want to follow that path, right? And I'm a believer that every like there there's a there's a saying in um there's a saying that when they say when you cut your master, right? So what does that mean? You know you know um, fencing, right? Yeah. When a junior would fence an older master, right? Once that master gets hit or gets cut, sometimes the master realizes, okay, I taught this oh, wow. man what he needs to know. Mm-hmm. Now he can go on. You know, I've done yeah. my part. And I'll, I'll, I'll be fully fulfilled if I have my young people that work at VEZA, when they hit 25, 20 year, 20, 25, 26, 27 years of mm-hmm. age, and they want to go do their own thing. I'm super happy because I know that I gave them 110%. That got them to that level, you know, and right. they're always going to remember me as, hey, this is my first mentor. You know, he taught me this, 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 this. And if they far, if they surp- surpass me far, far and wide, I'm going to be blessed, man. I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah, I worked with him. Yeah, I trained him. Now I can mm-hmm. say, yeah, I know him, <laughs> you know. So it's yeah. like bringing people up around me because it's like, I think end of the day, we, we want our friends and our colleagues to surpass us in some sort of way because one, you know, they're always going to give you the respect and credit that you deserve for training them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now you're saying, you know, you got this 16 year old freelancer, you know, making five figures a month. Imagine when he's like 30 years old, bro. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. Says, yeah. Ooh. Dylan, the real, yeah. the real D got me into this. You know, he got <laughs> me into the real world. He, he brought me to where I am today. It's that, it's that yeah. fulfillment you get from teaching people. Right. And just one little thing I, I wanted to add uh, for me, like I, I relate hundred percent to what you just said. For me, what I, I like to do is I bring people in and I test mm-hmm. them. I work them hard to see if they can actually keep up. Cause I like, I, I'm insane. I do like the work of 20 people, you know, me behind the scenes, you're actually bullying me to systemize more, uh, but I, I'm, I, I can work. So I work people hard and they prove themselves. And then they, I incentivize them by like, showing them clearly how they're going to prosper, the harder they work, the more effort they put in. And eventually I get them to a point where I help them understand you're not going to be working this hard forever. Eventually you're going to be able to help with some of the managing. Uh, About two guys that work for me now, we've partnered on various projects where they get most of the money. I get a little bit of it and I just kind of help them behind the scenes. So, I mean, finding people like such as ourselves and you just commit a hundred percent to what we're building. If you see the vision and you just are like, okay, I'm going to learn from these two guys and just give it my all. I'm going to develop these skills. I'm going to keep my ego out of it. The the amount of opportunities that are going to come flooding into you. I mean, for me personally as well, over the years, some of my biggest paydays are from people that I used to work 18 hours a day for, for hardly anything. But then it opened the doors to opportunities that would have been there regardless. And then I end up making all that money back plus more. So you need to be very long-term thinking and don't get your ego involved, especially as you start approaching that mid-20 level. Because then you're like, well, I I see all these young 18-year-olds killing it. They're driving around in Ferraris like Stefan and Lambos like Dylan. They're doing this or doing that. And you get too involved with your ego and you limit yourself. You need to just humble yourself like do it, stick to the process, learn the skills, work hard and don't be like, Oh, I deserve to make this much. Well, obviously you don't deserve to make that much because otherwise you would. And if you just see long enough into the future, you're, you're going to crush it. There's no reality where you're not going to live the life that you want. You just have to go out there and earn it. Exactly. You got to go out yeah. there and earn it and live it, man. And you brought up a really good point. Ego, you know, mm-hmm. How do you see ego? Do you see it as an enemy? Do you see that? Do you see it as your own self-fulfilling prophecy in terms of your own self-image? How do you personally see the ego? And I'll, I'll tell you how I see it as well. Yeah. So for me, ego is both a good and a bad thing. Overall, ego is what wakes me up in the morning. Like I want to be the best at anything I do. But at the same time, uh, I talk to Mario, etc. He's kind of helped me understand my ego also drives me a little bit insane. Like he was like, why are you doing that? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. I I just felt the need to like push myself that hard. Uh, So it could be also a negative thing. I'd say for most people, they don't have a trained, a well-trained ego. So it's more of a enemy to them. But over time, as you gain self-awareness, gain experience, you could start taming that ego and it'll actually be a superpower for you because using your ego, it's like your character in this world and you can craft it. You can look fresh 
trying to keep up with your wrist game as far as your watches and those cool bracelets and stuff you have. Uh, but like little things like that, and you can add that to your ego. And then you can also identify with that ego in a way that it, it inspires you, it motivates you and all of that. And so, I mean, that's overall my, I, I don't really read too deeply into like the ego and all that, but that's a very surface level understanding of at least how I view the ego. What about yourself? I view it very similar like you as well. It's the good and the bad. And I'll tell you a quick story. So when I was younger, I used to have an ego, but it wasn't justified to where it is today, right? Mm -hmm. I felt that my ego, especially in the last four to five years, is more of a leading indicator to where I'm going to, right? Mm -hmm. And then in the last two years, I really started getting deeply involved with the with the Christian Orthodox Church, my what I was baptized as, right? right. And understanding in, in God's eyes how ego is perceived, how you're perceived as a person, right? And mm -hmm. you're totally right because it can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing, right? If your ego is built on your own inner dialogue of what's happening inside. So if you say, hey, I'm Dylan Madden. I am influencing, educating, and inspiring the youth to be their best versions of themselves. And your ego is built on that notion. Yeah. All the power to you, my friend. You know, But mm -hmm. if your ego is saying, hey, I'm waking up. I'm better than each one of these people that are taking my course right now. They have to learn from me. There's no other way. Then at that point, it might come off a little bit toxic, right? 100%. And in Christianity, you know, um, the Bible talks about basically how you are as a person, how you should be leading, leading your life with love, with courage, with hope, and with faith in other people. So uh, my ego now, I'm I'm working on it deliberately every single morning with, with my journal, right? How mm -hmm. I journal. And yeah. when I do my, when I pray, I, I always talk about, you know, um, I ask I ask God to, to basically help me in life mm -hmm. and guide me where I'm not leading with my ego in terms of a negative but I'm leading in a way to give people faith in themselves, right? Belief right. In, their, in themselves and hope in themselves, right? right. And yesterday, the 40-day Lent for Easter started for Orthodox Christians, and I'm committing yeah. the next 40 days to, you know, not eating any animal products, no dairy, um, basically pescatarian and, and vegetarian um, mm -hmm. things, obviously no drinking, no smoking, um, refraining from all these things, right? And it's a way for me to prove to me that my ego doesn't need these things for validation. It doesn't need these right. things to say, hey, let me flex with a bottle of, of Dom Perignon or whatever it is. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, I'm doing it for myself to, to cleanse myself that I can do it. I want to yeah. build a healthy ego with the hope and the faith that I can help myself because if I help myself, I can help others around me. That's how I'm shaping my ego now. But man, let me tell you, man, it's work, you know? Yeah, it is. It is you, you, meet, you meet a fine looking lady, you know, it's, it's your ego that does the talking first, you know, and then. Oh, 100%. True, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm still struggling, but it's it's day to day work that I'm putting out there for it. Right. Yeah. For me, something that I, I used as like a mind frame to, to fix myself because I started getting a little too self-critical about like two, three years ago was I realized if I'm just improving every single day and I'm only focusing on today. It's actually not that daunting. It's not that much of a struggle. I just wake up and I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to be working on today. And I just focus on, I think there's some, one of those quotes out there is a cliche quote, but it makes, it makes sense. But if you just get 1% better every day, blah, blah, blah. It, but it's so true. Like if for anybody that's watching this and you're like, man, I've got so, I've got to work on this. I've got to do this. Like I need to get in better shape or I need to figure out how to start making money or I don't have any value to offer the world. I need to figure out what I even need to do. Instead of allowing all that noise to limit you and to affect you from an ego standpoint in the negative way to where you're, oh, yeah, you're a loser. No, you're not, bro. You're just learning and you need to focus on what can I do today? Example, once we're finished this podcast, I'm going to go take care of like just paying some people and then I'm going to go upstairs to the gym. I'm going to crush 20 minutes of cardio and, and weightlifting. And all nice. I've got to do is focus on that. If, if I see it like, oh, man, Dylan, well, you're in much better shape now, but you got to do this and this. Oh, man, look at your body. It's not where you want it to be. Well, then, yeah, of course, I'm going to be demotivated, but I, I don't even look at it like that. I, I like clearly see myself in the mirror. I am looking better. I am getting stronger. I feel better. I feel more energized. And I don't think about what I need to work out and do tomorrow. I'm like, all I've got to do is 20 minutes of cardio and then do like 30 minutes of weights and then you're done. And then you can spend the rest of your day however you want. And you can apply that to every asset of, or facet of your reality that you want to improve. And it, it makes it to where it's not as daunting. And I, I really respect you in the, the sense of you're, you're doing the whole Lent thing. A lot of people don't have that type of commitment uh, in today's world. They just want to go with the flow, do whatever feels right. But 
people such as yourself, where you're like, you're a principle based, you're like, I'm doing this for this specific reason for what'd you say the next 40 days? Like, yeah. that, that's, that's G. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got I'm doing it for myself. I'm doing it for my family yeah. as well. I want to be a good example, right? So I want to, I want to lead as an example through God's 100%. eyes. That's, that's not how I see the next 40 days. And, and you hit up a really good point. And basically, you're designing where you want to go. And mm-hmm. how do you enjoy that journey every single day? So you know what your end goal is, right? And so yeah. with that end goal, obviously, you know, we have good days, we have bad days, we have character building days. But mm-hmm. how do you enjoy that journey every single day? So for me, the where I get my or derive my enjoyment from is just the simple fact that I can do whatever I want at any second of the day. And then I can clearly see the people around me and how their lives are being improved. And like my girl all the time tells me how I adore you so much. I'm think, I, I'm glad that I found a man like you or like people that work for me. Uh, they'll tell me like, bro, remember like last year when we were in Greenville and you, you said this was going to happen. Look what we're doing now. Or, oh, bro, we hit 11,000 subs on YouTube or bro. We did like that type of stuff gives me a sense of enjoyment. It's not as much the material stuff. I do enjoy it, uh, but it's more so not it's, it's not really anything external outside of like seeing the the change or the transformation uh, and the people around me that that's for me where I get my enjoyment. Like I don't really have any hobbies or anything like that. I probably work a little more than I should. Uh, like I, I'll, I've, as far as like the past two, three weeks, I'll literally find myself at four in the morning. Still like just, I'm excited. I'm working and I'm wired. And my, my, one of the guys that works for me is his name's Colson. Shout out Colson. He's going to be in money bag declassified again. I, I think he's actually more popular than I am. Uh, so that's why he's got to be in the episode. Uh, but anyways, nice. he'll be like, bro. I'm literally begging you to go to sleep, bro. It's like 4 a.m. I know you. You're going to be up at 9 a.m. again. You've got all these things to do, and you need to be in your best mind. So, yeah, for me, that's where I get my enjoyment is, like, getting little comments from people around me that I care about or being able to see my mom doesn't have to worry about anything. And, yeah, bro, that's where I drive my sense of enjoyment. Yeah. Bro, you hit it right in the head, man. I get that kind of feedback, too, from my team members. They're like, Stefan, you're always online on Slack. I'm just like, yeah, I am, but, like, I also don't like, I don't want people knowing how hard I actually work. You know, I make it look, I make it look effortless, you know, but behind the scenes, man, let me tell you, I'm grinding day in, day out. If I'm not working right now, like if we're not talking and I'm just like chilling, having a coffee, I'm still thinking of my next moves. You know, I'm trying to calculate what's happening, how I'm making things happen. And, and my life today is a reflection of where I was just a year ago, you know, and I know that if I deliberately work that every single day, man, that I'm going to create that end journey that I, what I want and, and mm-hmm. enjoying that process is so, it's so important, the good days and the bad days. And you can, this resonates with you. I think we talked about this when we were smoking a cigar at the Fairmont, uh, in Dubai, that things now they just come to you, you know, opportunities, yeah. um, your ideal women, you know, opportunities to travel, mm-hmm. to make money, to talk to different people, your network grows. We're yeah. at that age now. And we only started feeling about a year, maybe two years ago, that everything is coming to us. You know, we don't have yeah. to go get it. You know, it's inbound, not outbound. And and I think we're in a we're in a really good spot in life, man. And can you imagine like a year from now? If we, if we feel the change now, imagine the change we're going to feel in a year from now. Yeah, bro. Like it's inspiring. And for me, it's funny you said that because just last night I was thinking like, I, I, this is going to sound weird, but like I'm realizing and seeing like, oh, wow, I'm actually the man. I'm becoming that guy. Because for the longest time, I saw myself as just like some like 20-year-old kid, whatever. But now I'm actually seeing that in real time. And uh, you actually made a really good point. Part of why I work so hard, just like the reason you work so hard, is we can clearly see the stuff that we did a year ago is why we're doing what we're doing now. Like I I just went on this big podcast circuit uh, with Fresh and Fit, Sneeko, Tamcon, which is he's a pretty big dude here in Dubai. And that would not have happened if I wouldn't have done some of the things I did like a year ago. And I think the older you get, the more experienced you get, you can start, you gain a a higher sense of awareness of like, wow, because I did this, 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 this every single day for the last year is why all this stuff is coming to me. And that also gives you like, for me, I I don't have motivational issues. Like, yeah, sure. We all have bad days. Some days I'll wake up. I think actually two days ago I woke up and I was just like, man, tired. I just want to sleep more, but I I was just excited. So I got up and I worked, 
Uh, but your motivation stuff, it goes out the window as far as like not having motivation when you clearly can see you almost become like for me, I'm, I'm almost like paranoid. Like, man, if I don't put in my max effort today, I'm literally screwing myself like a year from now or a couple months from now. So every day I'm obsessive about like, okay, I'm going to yeah. do the max on this, the max on this, the max on this. Oh, wow. Stefan wants me to come on his podcast. Yes, let's do it. Just saying yes to everything. And then God starts rewarding you because I really believe that God, and I, I won't turn this into a religious podcast, but I, I, I genuinely know, it's not that I believe, I, I know that God rewards you uh, like for the hard work you put in and work in and of itself is a blessing. Because what else are you going to do in life if you're if you're not right. working hard and building and creating and evolving? Otherwise, you're just going to watch Netflix and all the other stuff of, like, of this world. Like, it's, it's not even fun. I, I would rather be locked in, talking to somebody such as yourself, getting on team calls, building some business, trying to figure out why we're not achieving something and mm -hmm. just enjoying life to the highest possible ability. Uh, and that, to me, is like a sign of being blessed by God. And yeah, I, I won't go. I won't ramble much more. I could talk about that type of stuff all day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I mean, we got we got we got some time left. So we we could talk about this stuff, man. If if you're open to it. Oh yeah, you for know, sure. Like, where where are you on your path right now? So I've been an interesting point in my path. Like for me, and this is I, I identified why I had an issue with Christianity. I've been a Christian ever since I can remember. I was baptized at the age of 12. I've always had a very personal relationship with God. I've went off the path, but I would always come back, which made me realize, like, okay, Dylan, like, I think it was about the age of 22. I was like, bro, you keep going from the path, but then you always come back. I think that's a sign that uh, that's, that's the true path. But I had an issue with the church because you see in the West all these things, and I won't drop certain keywords, uh, but you see certain things of the world that they are promoting and accepting. And the church in the West has become so accepting that they're basically just becoming the world, uh, like the devil. <laughs> they're not actually standing firm. Right. And since living in Dubai, I've been talking to a lot of Muslims. And something I highly respect about them is how firm they are. Like, this is what we believe. Do not mess with that. Like, just don't. They don't accept it. This is what we believe. We believe in having a man and a woman, a family. We believe in this, this, and this, and I, I respect that, but I identified a, the bias that I had. It wasn't anti-Christian, obviously. It was that the way the West is going about Christianity, which has led me to, you actually sent me a book, uh, is, is leading me towards believing that the Orthodox Christianity is like probably the only actual Christianity left in this world. Uh, like It's not like the whole Catholicism thing or like all the other million other denominations. It's more and more, I, I'm firmly believing that Orthodox Christianity is the only last hope that we have for Christianity. And if you have any advice or wisdom, that, that would be awesome. I believe that, you know, the West and, and, and that side of Christianity, mm -hmm. um, I don't want to name the type of Christianity, but you know, yeah. they're, they're yeah. basically morphing and modernizing themselves to fit the current narrative of the world, the current agenda of the yeah. world and be a, a lever for the global elite. Right. Uh, yep. in terms of leverage and influence. And I think that, you know, obviously there's a purpose behind what they do. There's an ethos right. behind what they do. There's still that core belief, you know, that they do have, but where they're accepting of certain norms that are going to be new mm -hmm. social norms of this century we're going into, I yep. don't necessarily agree with that. I'm, I, I, I do agree with, with family values. I do agree with a man and a woman and a child. Um, right. For example, in Qatar, when they had the World Cup, they had their rules. And all those Americans and Canadians and people from the West that went there, that went to go respect that, I think that was a really good refresher for all these people of what it means to it hold beautiful. these values true to your heart, yeah. right? And it's a beautiful thing, my friend. I think that people should really come to awakening that we should be, we should have those old Orthodox norms in today's world because the world would be a much better place. But obviously, we're in the West, we're led to believe the opposite of that due to some sort of agenda that they're working towards that. To be frank with you, we don't know what that end goal is for them, but we can see the path where it's going to. And I know that Orthodox Christianity and the morals and principles that it's been built on since day one, you know, it's family values, right? Mm -hmm. we, we have our principles. We have um, our love of God and the love for ourselves that we have to lead a life of hope and, and faith. And right. as men, we're here to suffer. It's not we're not here to have an easy life. Watch Netflix. We're here to suffer. In the eyes of Jesus Christ, just like he did, and he is our example, how he suffered. And as men, we have to suffer how he suffered. 
right? In right. different practices and different norms, right? And I, I feel that, you know, um, if we accept that and if we believe that, that this is the last stronghold, that we should now be, be an example and be a beacon of light with that, with that ideology uh, yeah. leading us, right? And, and, and that, that's how I see it. And um, with, with Orthodox Christianity, when you come to these Eastern European countries where Orthodoxy, also in the Middle East where it's practiced in some parts of Africa, mm. you know, the West is trying to downplay it so hard. You know, they're, yeah. they're working their absolute hardest to diminish it, to minimize it, to basically gaslight it in a sense where it's not the real thing. Oh, let's, let's put war against Orthodox versus Orthodox to actually downplay and, and split them, divide and conquer the old strategy. But you can't yeah. divide and conquer a faith that people truly believe in, right? And, and, and that's, that's how I see it. Like you see what's happening now in, in Ukraine with the war, you know, it is two Orthodox states, but you know, this, or, this Orthodox state is run by a Jewish person. The people fighting in this war are all mercenaries that aren't even of Orthodox faith. On the Russian side as well, you have a mix of different faiths that are fighting each other, right? So it's like when the media puts a light on it, it's like, yeah, it's Orthodox with Orthodox, the church split, all these different political things yeah. were happening. But Faith is the exact same, right? We follow the same traditions, we follow the same principles and values, right? And and I feel that as the world is working against us to make you know the true believers very small and downplay their stories, it's actually giving us the power to actually go and and spread that message of love, faith, and hope in yourself and in God, right? Um, yeah. But as you can see in the West, it's a little bit opposite of that. So um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm trying to lead as an example, but I know in order for me to lead an example, I have to work on myself deliberately, like I told you, like over the next, there's, you know, next 40 days during this Lent, that's that's my first step that I'm doing for myself. And I can, if I can do it now for these next 40 days, you know, anyone can do it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like that, that's actually a really good point. A lot of my, I guess, motivation over the years has been like, building that relationship with God and just being like a good moral person. Like I, I've been around uh, people and places and things. And I like just, I was able to just stand firm and not get lost in the noise because it, it, God has always been, whether I was like a hundred percent Christian or I just still like, for me, I've always been that stereotypical Western Christian that believed in Christ, believed in God, but I didn't have any uh, denomination. I didn't go to church. It's been a while since I've been to church actually. Uh, but having that belief in God and in the Bible and in Christ, it, it got me through so many different things. And it allowed me to stand firm. And I think faith is a, a very powerful thing. It's obviously a powerful thing. Prayer is a very powerful thing. For anybody that's listening to this, watching this, you need to pray every day. I pray all throughout the day. And it gives me that sense of energy and guidance and foresight and all that type of stuff. Uh, but Today in today's world, like it's easy to get like see what's going on on the TV screen or on your phone. You start feeling lost. You start being like, "Oh man, everything's ending." But for me, I'm a, the reason part of why I'm such a positive person outside of just being in a good mood most of the time is because I believe in God. Like I'm like, if I truly trust in God, if something bad happens to me, sure it happens. But overall, I can look over the, my entire life, and there's times I almost died, but somehow some random thing happened where I didn't die or I like completely missed it. And then I've seen time and time again, whenever I maybe hit like a low point, God pulled me up. And faith is a beautiful thing. It's, it's a superpower. You don't need all these external things and all these distractions to escape and just, just trust in God. And faith in and of itself is going to give you the quote unquote power, the motivation that you keep looking to the outside world for, because God's inside. God's all around you. Yeah. You can talk to him at any yeah. point in the day. You can get guidance. Uh, but yeah, bro, uh, faith is a very powerful thing. And I think the world needs it. <laughs> faith is a superpower. That's what you just said. Faith yeah. is a superpower. Wow. That's like something so simple, but such a really good, powerful reminder. You yeah. know, that it's like you have these superpowers at your fingertips and in your head and you can deploy it all around you. Yeah. You need it. It's all around you. You're right. And, and if you have that faith every single day. The energies around you are going to guide you in the right direction. If you make the right decisions every single day with the right faith, that stuff compounds over time, man. And you get to that, you know, you get to that end journey where you want it to go. And it helps you enjoy that process. What we've been talking to for the last 40 minutes, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I want to ask you now, so obviously there's, you know, there's material goals, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone has them, especially us men. We're, we're always chasing status. We're always chasing to be right. better versions of mm -hmm. ourselves. Right. So there's material, there's spiritual, mm -hmm. right? There are relationships, there's health, 
right? And there's our contribution to our community slash societies. What's your journey like, Ben? What's your journey to becoming a holistic, all-encompassing man? Yeah, so from a, I guess, material side, money side, like I've got the income goal that we talked about privately. That's my income goal for this year. So to hit to get the get to that point, I'm already doing putting in the uh, the work to achieve that plan. Uh, so achieving that, being able to hire some of the best people and give them a lifestyle that's like just life changing. Like they can do what they want. They take care of their families. Uh, a personal goal I'm actually working on currently is finding the future mother of my child and children. I should say that's a very very strong thing that I've wanted for a while. I don't really see the attraction. I, maybe it's because I'm getting older, but I it just having all these random girls that you have around all the time. And like, I'm a, I work my butt off. I, I've, I'm very ambitious, but yet I'm just sitting there freely giving my energy out to all these randoms that aren't going to be around for more than a couple months. Uh, so finding a girl that would be a good candidate to build a, build a family. Obviously they need to be believing God. They need to have very similar things as far as like, we need to be in alignment on a bunch of different things. And I think I have. So I, I could say over the next couple of years, two to three years, maybe you'll see some money back juniors going around. And uh, as far as contribution to society, my thing that I wake up every single day to do is one, to inspire people that don't believe in themselves. So I was that kid that had super low self-esteem. I was super overweight, had a slight stutter. I was considered learning disabled for like a year or two until I worked my way out of that. And I just want to show people, I, want to, I talk about this all the time, I want to be a beacon of positivity. And I want anybody that reads any of my content or studies any of the methods that I teach to be a beacon of positivity for their family and friends around them. So like, I, I want to be, my end goal is being in front of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people and positively impacting their lives so that they're able to be a beacon of positivity for their family, their friends. They'll be able to earn as much money as they want, not having to worry about a job, not having to worry about the stresses of life. And build a build their own family, their own strong family, and create their own like custom made reality. That's at the end of the day. That's I, I think that hits all the different objectives you said. Also, fitness or health. I want to get in phenomenal shape. I want to be that guy. Whenever you you see him, you're like, oh snap, holy wow, that guy looks awesome. So I'm already that handsome, guy. obviously, but like I, I want to have that physique where you're just like, geez, like I, that. That's my my health goal. Uh, one thing gotcha. I do need to improve on is going to the dentist and going to the doctor on a regular basis. That's something I don't, probably don't do enough of. Uh, like that's the, the stereotypical man thing where they're like, oh, wow, I've got this really bad pain. Nah, I won't go to the doctor. I don't have any pains like that. Thanks be to God. Uh, but I, I do need to go get regular checkups and all that. Uh, my diet for the most part is on point. But yeah, I, I think that pretty much hits all the different areas of my life that I, I want to get in order. <laughs> Excellente. Love it. You know, you're ambitious just for yourself and, and becoming that best version. I love it, man. Like I think that whole idea of not going to the doctor, not going to the dentist. I went to the doctors yesterday for the first time in like, I think two years and I was dreading. I'm like, do I really have to do this? He's going to tell me something that I probably already know. Right. Yeah. But it was a good refresher to go get a second opinion, see what's really going on with my body and all that. Everything's good. Thank God. And, um, and yeah, man, like I'm, I'm equally as ambitious for myself you know, in, in many of the things that you mentioned, mm -hmm. um, income, you know, we talked about offline, my income goals, what I want to be, you know, and a year from now, I want to be, uh, spending my winters in Dubai. Uh, I want to own, I want to own that Ferrari that we spoke yeah. about, but this time fully black, you know, yeah, <laughs> I can already uh, see you, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my car, man. It's my personality. It's everything. So that's the, that's the one I'm going to be um, getting. And that's, that's tied obviously mm -hmm. to material, but that is a trophy of my material gain that I'm aiming for. Right. Obviously right. in order to get the material things um, there are personal goals that I have to achieve as well. Right. So, you know, with my own personal people in my life, I want to create them into leaders, right? Because mm -hmm. I know that I got Vesa digital to the point today where it can operate without me profitably but in order for Vesa Digital to, to surpass eight figures and go to the mid eight figures, I need to create leaders around me that can do that, right? And right. and for business to, you know, operate without me plus grow without me, that's my goal. I need to go mm -hmm. and, and create that over the next, uh, there's 16 months left in my strategy. So I'm 16 months into my 18 month strategy, two months into this thing. It's going according to plan for the most part. 
Um, but there's a lot of work, right? It's me building the people around me. And this podcast is a resource and education platform for them to understand, you know, my vision, the visions of the guests that I have. So I deliberately pick people for them to go and learn from, right? And obviously the different listeners and, and guests that are listening to this as well, um, you know, there's always someone who can attribute to your success in some sort of way, whether it's any of those five areas of your life that you want to um, right. have help with. Someone might have a good idea, hit you up on Twitter saying, hey, Dylan, you know, your fitness goals are this. You don't have to go to a doctor. You can go to like a holistic practitioner that can give you different types of minerals and vitamins to help you with whatever you're probably yeah. struggling with, right? You never know just how much power your voice has on a platform like this. 100%. And I want to I want to build that more. Uh, you mentioned the mother of your child. Man, I totally get you, man. In the last three to four years, I've been meeting different types of women that have just been taking my energy and taking my yeah. focus, you know? And it's just like, you know, uh, to be frank with you, lust and physical attraction can only last for so long. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Until until you get, you know, bored of it and you want to go get more. But it's a never-ending cycle of lust and, and, and challenges and getting getting mm -hmm. the girl. But once you have that girl, that goes away. And finding someone that's spiritually connected to you and to God and that has a bigger purpose to your life, uh, such as kids and the family part, um, that's something that I've been deliberately looking for in the last few months. And let me tell oh, you, nice. man, it's it's not an easy thing. You know, yeah. there's there's a lot of um, qualifications and criteria that, that, that women need to have nowadays that's super rare to find. You would, you, you probably know better than me, man. You know, like, People, like these people, these women are hard to find. But when you do find that one, um, you know, diamond in the full dirt, you know, it's something yeah. you can keep one way or another. And, and, and that leads to society, you know, inspiring people. You mentioned, you mentioned low self-esteem and a learning disability. I was labeled with learning disability as well. I just wasn't challenged huh. enough. That's why I had my, yeah, yeah I had like, uh, whatever IED, e e LED, I don't even remember. Some education disability. They used to take me out of the class to a Same, separate bro. room. Same. I used to feel embarrassed. You know, <laughs> I, I, I was shameful to actually be taken out of the class. I, I thought people thought I was different. I was like demented yeah. or like something was wrong with me. You know, and I felt, and that's actually what attributed to my low self confidence and low self esteem. And now that I think back at it, I'm like these motherfuckers. You know, <laughs> they did this to me, and look what they created. They they created, you know. Um, a beast of a man. And, and now I look back at that. And I'm like, you know what? That was all a part of my journey. That was a part of my yeah. process because I was that one linchpin in the class of 30, 35 people that was picked out as whatever the matrix universe. God uh, said, this one is going to be the special one. This is the one that's yeah. going to have a challenging early childhood to be where he's going to be today. Right. 100%. And, and yeah. when I look back at it, that's how I reflect on it and, and, and use that for my own inner, inner dialogue. And, um, I love what you said, man. Like, you know, you want to create a positive impact by influencing hundreds of thousands of people on a stage. You know, let's 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 pretend right now you're speaking to, you know, the Stark. Um, not Stark. What's what's the one in um, what's that arena called in New York? Uh, man, the big one. Oh man, I I know I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. All right, the one to in Toronto. The one in Toronto yeah. is called the Rogers Center. They just changed it to the Air Canada Center. Whatever it is. And it can fit like 50,000. Oh, 50, Madison Square people. Garden. Madison Square Garden. That's what, that's okay. what it is, right? Or Hudson's Gardens, Hudson's Center. Or whatever, Something like that, right? yeah. Whatever. Let's envision you're speaking there right now. You have 15 minutes to talk. What are you talking about? I mean, if I only had 15 minutes, I would really get, dive into the fact, because a lot of people don't believe that it's possible, but I would just super lean into the fact that you can use social media and all these modern mm -hmm. technologies or whatever to literally change your life. You don't have to sit around just mindlessly consuming and escaping your reality and living paycheck to paycheck and worrying about saving money and being, having to tell your mom, no, sorry, I can't afford to help with the surgery or telling your girl, you've got to go call another man boss because I'm not man enough to make you like be able to quit your job. You don't have to do all that. You can literally just apply yourself over like a 12 month uh, window if you take it seriously, if you actually work hard, if you actually follow some key, I call it the simple steps inside of the freelancing campus of the real world. If you follow the simple steps every single day, sending out DMs, offering value, leading with value, building testimonials, aka case studies, uh, doing literally just reaching out every single day, five to 10 times a day in, on the DMs, you can acquire the type of income that will allow you to quit your job, be able to tell your girl, hey, I'm the man, 
go tell your boss that you quit now or tell your mom like, yeah, mom, don't worry about it. It's covered. It's covered. Oh, you need a new car? Easy. Done. And you can do that, but only if you take yourself seriously enough. And I would spend the, I guess, the remaining minutes that I had going into creating an alter ego for them, which is something I'm a very big supporter of is creating an alter ego. For me, since I had low self-esteem, I created this idea of an alter ego. I, I read some blog post on it ages ago, uh, but the cons, I tweaked it a little bit because I didn't like how it was almost like a fantasy. He was cr basically created this like godlike persona. And as a Christian, that didn't really vibe with me. I, I was like, I don't want to be a god. I just want to be a better me. Uh, so my version of having an alter ego is you create this alter ego that's essentially you, but a little bit better. So it's not some like, Dylan Madden making $100 million a year. It's not that. That's not realistic. I'm, no, I'm nowhere close to that. So it would be like, let's rewind back. Like it was about five years ago that I created that. I wanted to make, I think it was like six grand a month. So I created an alter ego that was making six grand a month. He was living in a nice apartment. He had a beautiful girlfriend. He was like sticking to certain habits. I gave him a name. His name was Moneybag Madden. And every single time I would find myself reverting into the thinking that wasn't aligned with my alter ego, I would very quickly say, oh, yeah, Moneybag Madden wouldn't do that. Or would Moneybag Madden do this? If yes, then I would do it. Uh, but where a lot of people mess up when, whenever they're creating this alter ego is they make, it's just these vague ideas. He makes $5,000 a month. He makes $10,000 a month. He's closing like X amount of clients. Cool. But how? So for me, specifically, whenever I'm teaching people about this alter ego thing, it's making it as realistic as possible. Like, I don't care that you want to make six grand a month, 10 grand a month, 50 grand a month. How are you going to go about doing it? How many clients do you need to be reaching out or leads do you need to be reaching out to daily to acquire X amount of clients? What are you going to be charging? What's the offer you're putting together? And that's within the financial sense. Or if it's fitness related, okay, what are you eating? Uh, are you counting calories? What are you doing in the, in the weight room? Are you doing cardio? This relationship side, the relationship realm, Okay, what type of girl, or if you're a girl, what type of guy do you want? What do they need to be like? What are they like? What do, what's their in, like? You, obviously, if it's a girl, I don't care. It's like what how much they're earning. But if it's a girl to a man, how much is he earning? What type of man is he? And like, and really dial it in. Like this life that your alter ego has, that's just a little bit better than where you're at now. Give it a name, and then use that as a anchor almost to keep checking yourself in. Because of course, you're not just magically as soon as you create this like a the snap of the fingers, everything changes. That's not realistic. What is realistic is understanding their thought processes, understanding the plans, the actions that they take every day. Because if you don't, you're not taking action, nothing's going to change. And then every time you start slipping back into your old self, you very quickly flip into that whole alter ego concept. And not surprisingly, as we keep talking about, if you put in the action every single day, a year from now, your life is going to be drastically different. And yeah, I think that's a tool and a speech that I would give everybody, giving them the, the initial foundation of making it real. But then I would also give them that ultra ego concept. That ultra ego concept is amazing. I was taking notes the whole time, as you probably saw. I'm going to start using Fantastic. that for myself. That's, that's amazing. You know, like I'm here to learn from everyone. doesn't matter who they are in life. I, I, I learn from everyone and I apply different concepts from everyone. And obviously you blend it in your own way to, to match how you see things in life, mm -hmm. right? Now, we're coming close to the end of this very special episode of Bezel Talks, and Mario does this and does it very well, so I'm going to try to pull this off. Good luck, Stefan. Thank you. So, I, I asked you a lot of questions. We talked about a lot of things. What is one question you would ask yourself that I didn't ask you? Oh, wow. Jeez. You, you got me with that one. <laughs> uh, what's one question I would ask myself that you didn't ask? I guess maybe it would be some of the best ways to get started making money online uh, in 2023. Because right now there's a bunch of different, it's, just, it's always going to be this way. There's shiny objects everywhere. People are saying, start an Amazon FBA, start a this, start a this, start. Cool. What you need to do to figure out how to start making money is it's not as crazy as you probably think it is. It's very simple. You're offering something that people want in exchange for money. In my sense, or my model is freelancing. I'm offering a skill or and a result in exchange for money. That's essentially what freelancing is. Or if you're selling info products, it's offering some kind of information or something like that in exchange for money. So you need to be very honest with yourself. Uh, like there's all these people that they see 
people online, myself included, making money, uh, like being a personal brand, they're like, okay, I'm going to be a life coach. And I'm like, what have you achieved? You're like 17 years old. You're like 23 years old. Well, I, 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 I could talk about fitness. I could talk. Okay. Well, you realize that you're going to spend the next year building up this personal brand. You're not going to make much of any money. And that's not me being a dick to you. It's me just being an older brother to you. When you could instead find, and I know it's not as, it's not your passion. Like I don't wake up every morning. I'm like, yeah, I get to write emails. Oh, I'm so excited. It's not that I just enjoy it. It's much better than banging my head against the wall, trying to design websites at the level you do. Like I'd rather literally bash my head into the brick wall than have to design websites, but ask me to write an email sequence or plan out some marketing plan. Oh man, I could, I could do that every day, all day. Uh, so you need to understand that instead of ch chasing all these flashy things in the world, it's just this, an illusion the matrix creates for you or what I call the devil creates for you to distract you. Instead, you need to find some type of skill that you can offer other people and don't worry, like, sure, you can do like little side things here and there, but you're going to get from where you're at now to where you want to be much faster. If you focus on finding a unique skill that you can actually offer people, my method is offering it via like the DMs on social media, but you can also do cold email. There's a million other ways you can reach out to people. For me, I find it easier to be almost like it's like if you've ever played Call of Duty, instead of running in and just spraying everywhere, I'm more of a sniper. So I identify my target, who I think I could work with, and then boom, I start building rapport and reach out to them in the DMs. And then we'll go from there. Uh, but making money is so much simpler if you ignore all the noise and you focus on finding some kind of skill set after you've dabbled around a little bit. Try try every every little skill. But then the key point where you're actually going to start making money is when you're like, okay, I've tried all these different things. This is the one that I actually enjoy doing. I'm at least decent at it. You don't need to be fantastic. That'll come in time. Whenever I start writing emails, I sucked. But guess what? Within a year, I was writing bangers. And then by two years, three years in, I can write, I can do it in my sleep. But that was because I put in all the effort and energy. And that's what you're going to have to do as well. And you're, you'll start making money. So yeah, I, I guess that would be the answer, the question and the answer uh, that you didn't ask me. <laughs> okay. Love it. Excellent, man. You have any questions for awesome. me? No, bro. Uh, outside of when are we going to meet again? <laughs> Hopefully soon. Hopefully, Hopefully soon, soon, my friend. March, March is around the corner. I'm just planning out a couple trips right now, uh, but you know, um, God willing, I'll see you, you know, in at some point in March, if not March, early April. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I will be in Europe. We could talk about this afterwards, but I, I've got some work to do in a country in Europe. I've got some work to do, uh, so I'll be over there. So we, we can meet up there. We'll meet up in Dubai. I found some really cool spots we need to check out here. So I've been doing some more tourist stuff lately, and I'm like, oh, Stefan's gonna love this when he comes back. <laughs> Excellent, man. Dylan, thank you again for being on the Vezza Talks podcast, man. I look forward to hosting you again and, and showing the world your voice, man. This, is, this has been great. Uh, and again, thank you a lot for your time and time that you invested to, you know, in yourself to actually get you to this point, to, to influence and inspire other people. Yeah, I appreciate you, brother.